let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everyone, this is Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Jordan. Hey guys, it's Emily. And we're super excited that you've decided, you, we're excited that you have decided to take time out of your day and listen to our podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know if this is your, or if this is your first time, uh, Outpost of Heaven, the podcast was something, was a project that my wife and I started to kind of help people uh, talk about applying the gospel of Jesus Christ in our everyday lives. Sometimes in church and in Sunday schools, we talk about the gospel and it's really pretty and lofty sounding, but then you go home to your crazy toddler mess that your your kids have made in your house and there's peanut butter hand smears on the TV and knives in the walls and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it's not so easy to and just And you're like, and wait, what's that beatitude <laughs> thing about? So we're here <laughs> to try and help you and, and we're helping ourselves in this journey um, come to terms with how the gospel of Jesus Christ gets applied in our everyday lives, especially when it comes to making your homes an outpost of heaven. That was a really good elevator pitch. Thank you. You did a really great job. I did that off the cuff. Yeah, I, I was going to make a joke and instead decided to be serious. Some people, well, you know, like do their hair in the mirror in the morning. I'm pretty sure you practiced. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had. Might have been I better. I could do it that well. Well, you might hear that other voice that sounds remarkably like my voice on a recording. I was listening to us do a sound check Do you guys earlier. sound the same? I thought we sounded the same. Hmm. Wow. I, I don't know if like the way we speak, like the words we use or like the way we phrase, phrase our sentences sound the same, but our voices kind of sound similar. Uh, I think I'll take that as a compliment. I don't know. Hmm. I Just different. I wasn't <laughs> saying one is better than the other. Uh, Logan, my brother, and his wonderful wife, Anna, who we still question why she married Logan, uh, is, here with us. <laughs> is here with us today. Uh, you might remember they joined us on the pregnancy podcast, or yes, the pregnancy episode. Where the women interviewed the husbands about birth and labor and delivery and all that stuff. Yeah. Super funny. If you want a good laugh, go check yeah, that out. Yeah, probably one of our like our most popular episodes yeah, was that it's one. Hilarious. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so now they are a few more months into parenting. At yeah. the time, they'd only had Joseph. Like a couple weeks. I think he was a couple, yeah. Yeah, he's a couple weeks old. Yeah, we were there. We were together because they were blessing their baby. Which, for those of you who don't know, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, we don't baptize infants, uh, but we have a special uh, ordinance, is what we call it, where we bless a baby um, and we give the baby a name, a name before God. So... That's uh, what that was. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. We were there for a baby blessing, and that's when we recorded that episode. So now, several months later... JJ is now eight months old. And he's cute as can be. He is the happiest baby. Yeah. <laughs> and the he's proud so recipient of a very fresh haircut that yeah. I gave him. Yeah, Logan's very proud <laughs> of that I messed haircut. it up in the back, but it looks fine. <laughs> so he's, he's adorable. We wanted to bring them on to kind of talk to them about their journey in the past... Seven months, right? It's eight months now? Eight months now. Yeah. Eight months. So. Good? Good? 
Okay, so me and Andrew have noticed throughout our three and a half years of parenting that we've changed, our relationship has changed, and our relationship individually with God has changed Mm -hmm. since becoming parents. Um, And so we wanted to kind of bring Anna and Logan on to talk about how those relationships have changed for them as well. But before we get into that, first off, thank you for agreeing to come on here. Yeah. It's not like we had to travel very far. Yeah. (laughs) I think we'll call it good. We're all at my parents' house right now, hanging out and having fun. Uh, But before we get into our topic, before we get into start talking about those things Emily was bringing Mm -hmm, up, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we are going to share Poe Buddy's Nerfect, which we haven't done in a while. Yes, let's do it. So, getting back into it. Do you want to go first, or should we go first? You can go first. Okay. I got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> my thoughts. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, when we talk to our kids about body parts, we use the anatomical we use names. the words. Yeah. So, so, if your kids are listening and you don't use those words and you don't want them to hear that, maybe skip a few minutes. Yeah, just skip the next, like, two minutes, okay? Uh, Hiram came up to Emily... And was talking to him and uh-huh. said... Well, okay. He was like bragging. They were in the... Wait. We were... Where were we? We were here. Yeah, we were here. We were getting dressed into By jams. here, I was pointing to the kitchen. That's no, what no, I meant. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, Ruth. Okay, anyways. So Hiram was bragging that he had a penis and that baby girl didn't have a penis. And he thought it was so cool that he had one and she didn't and... He was cooler because he had one. Anyways, so. Well, and, and he, did he ask a question? I thought, was, I thought I don't, he asked a question. I don't I think thought he, he asked why. Changing his butt, changing her yeah. butt. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was, or I was like, well, baby girl has a vagina. Oh, yeah. And he looks because at Because I, I wanted him to stop bragging about it. Like, well, guess what? Like, she has a vagina. You don't have one. And, and he's like, a from China? A from China? Mom, that doesn't make any sense. And she has just, a from China? He just kept on going about how he was cooler because he had a penis. Yeah, his penises but are it better. it was really funny. <laughs> than from China's. From China's don't make sense. <laughs> so there you yeah. go. Yeah. That was pretty funny. It was pretty funny in the moment to hear. It was yeah. also funny to hear in the story. Yeah. Thank you for your you're welcome for your validation for the validation. Now, and I believe has your yeah. oh nobody's nerfing. Oh, we're gonna need some. I'm gonna need some validation after this <laughs> story of Logan's life. <laughs> well, it was like three weeks after we had JJ, our our son, and I had just had kidney stones, and I was in the hospital and was on pain meds. Just so everybody's aware. Well, you. No, I was that coming then. off of the pain meds. That wasn't then, though. That was, that <laughs> this was is a so there is. I can't use that. I was on drugs no. as an excuse. Okay, no. keep going. <laughs> um, you had a flight the next day. Oh. Yeah. And so you have Logan's to sleep in flight school, the night. by the way. And I was breastfeeding at the time, so Logan couldn't help anyways. <laughs> so, but the baby was waking up like every two hours on oh the gosh. dot. And, and so, Anna wakes up for every noise, and I sleep through unless he's like really Yeah, crying. so every time he woke up, I would just look over at Logan and seethe with rage. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wishing I was him. And then by the time it was five in the morning, I had had it emotionally, 
mentally, physically, because breastfeeding drains you. Can I continue? It and drains I was so you. hormonal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways. Can I can I get can I continue from this point? Well, Logan like rolls over and wakes up and and does his like stretching my, on my alarm and goes looks off. at me and smiles <laughs> and I'm just bawling at this point. I look over, I roll over, she's looking at me, she's in tears. I'm like pumped because I I'm about to go fly airplanes. I say, honey, what's wrong? Honey, what's wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> and she just looks at me and she's like, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> she's so mad at me because I had just gotten a good night's rest and she was depleted in a lot of ways. So <laughs> I feel kind of guilty about it. But Retro- I also was <laughs> very hormonal. So it was like hey, a, I week, think it's a week moment yeah. in my life. I think that's just one of the burdens that husbands of breastfeeding mothers have to bear. It's like the, the understanding that in the night you will have daggers metaphorically <laughs> shoved in the back of your head the whole night. <laughs> like, Maybe. I, like, every time Emily w- like, woke up to, to feed the baby, like, I would often like go grab the baby. Yeah, you were super mm-hmm. good about that. I really love that you do yeah, that. So I'd go grab the baby, Please do that again, hand it over the baby, <laughs> and then I would promptly fall back to sleep. But even then, like as soon as I laid back to sleep, I felt the laser beams... <laughs> Exiting Emily's eyes <laughs> and drilling holes in the back of my skull. I'm pretty sure that like there's like a there's some dents there. There's some like some kind of residual damage, residual <laughs> residual damage in the back of my head. I'm well, pretty sure. And there's yeah. reasons in the back of my head because I was too scared of it to be in my face. So I turned around <laughs> so that the if more I can't see her face. Yeah. <laughs> she must not be making that face. <laughs> As I rock myself back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so we've all, all of us who are, I mean, I guess all mothers who have breastfed and all fathers who have been the husbands of breastfeeding mothers know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's like... I don't know if there's a fix for that. I don't know what the gospel of Christ calls for that. I don't know. I think maybe that's one of the things that the atonement of Christ is there for. It's just like to like wipe away... Any of those angry feelings that breastfeeding mothers feel, <laughs> it's like it's just like automatic. Okay, like you know that that's just gone. Like there, that's totally fine. There is a solution though that you can buy. <laughs> it is Costco formula, mm. because now she can say the baby's crying. Go get him, right? Mm-hmm. Or go get him a bottle. Right. But if you for but those people, time, who are, but at the same time, that doesn't really matter because I tried to get I her. will stay awake while you feed him because Which, yeah, that doesn't make any up, sense to me. I just wake up. I'm like, if you're gonna stay awake anyway, <laughs> why? Oh. One of us might as well get that to sleep. Causes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> we were we, we will leave the ethics of that conversation <laughs> we could do a whole episode just on like husband's perspective of breastfeeding that was that was a joke by oh, the I way sure helps i just it. want everyone it, to know it that. was a joke but an objectively valid hypothesis which i sadly will say has been an argument that has been had <laughs> at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the Logan time. is at his most reasonable in the middle of the night. 
I'm like, that's the reason I had the argument is because it was a valid point, not because I wanted to go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we want to go on to our our main topic. So, first we want to talk about how you have changed as As an individual. Individuals. Whether that be, like, something that you're, like, proud of that's, like, you've improved on or something that has like surprised you about yourself or something that maybe you're you didn't know that you struggled with that you're working on now maybe let's start there so let's say what what is one thing that you struggle with now about being a parent that you weren't expecting to struggle with Hmm. that's a good one do you want to start you want me to you can go ahead she's like ooh, i don't don't know (laughs) you don't struggle with anything Oh my gosh. You're perfect. That's baloney. In my eyes. You're perfect for me. <laughs> but um, one thing that, the first thing that pops into my head is I was really good growing up and really good on my mission and into our marriage, like the first little bit of our marriage, at least until we had the baby. I was really good with being like everyday scripture study mm-hmm. for like in depth. And one thing that I've seen um, is that I have basically needed to be more what's the word i'm going for here mindful intentional intentional with when i do my study the quality of study and what i'm studying Mm -hmm. because i used to have because sometimes my studying happens when i have the baby like at my feet or in my arms because she's doing something else and it's the one time i can with school and everything Mm -hmm. and so it's how i'm studying what i'm studying and just being more intentional in that overall aspect. Because mm-hmm. I would see s- several days where I'm like, oh, I didn't, I head hits the pillow and then I'd feel really bad because I used to be really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I'd have several good, good times where I'd feel full of the spirit at the end of the day. And then with the baby, that's something that everyone said, you need to make sure that you do this. You need to make sure that you're very intentional about your studies. And then when I had the baby, well, when you had the baby. <laughs> when, when we the, introduced uh, the baby into our family. I, I think my, one of my hobby horses, I guess people say that hobby horses, not really hobby pet horses. Peeves. No, my pet peeves. One of my, uh, one of my principles that I love and I endorse is that in everything, couples are a council, and so you do things together. Yeah. So. That's true. I would, I would say that. Um, that's a good point. So when we had the baby, um, that was one thing that I was less intentional on that I am working on now, like being more mm-hmm. intentional now, especially with COVID and everything, being at home, having a ton of time, I'm being more intentional and like mm-hmm. when it happens, trying to do it in times when the baby's not there, because ironically, he's like a spiritual angel, but mm-hmm. he's a, a little pill sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't take it, so <laughs> that's my yeah. thing. I, 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 I definitely see that. I think for me... Script- Not that he sees that in you. No, no, no. <laughs> he sees that in himself. I see that you like, struggle. Scripture study is, is difficult. I think something that was more obvious for me than scripture study is specifically morning prayers. Mm. Um, I think Joseph sleeps in later. He does a pretty good job. At this job because he's waking up in the middle of the night. But our kids don't sleep in. Um, because they're sleeping through the whole through the whole night, uh, mm. and so I. Very a lot of the times they're waking us up, and then we don't have like a good morning. 
prayer. Yeah, it's like waking up to Hiram peeling open my eyeballs saying he wants Fruit Loops. I want cereal. Yeah, yep. like <laughs> literally peeling open my eyeballs. Uh, and so I, I've definitely seen that like you, you have to be more intentional about doing those little spiritual acts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing they like suck when up your he, time. Yeah, I've I've started to set alarms and it drives her crazy because I'll sometimes most of the time a good ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time don't wake up to the first alarm so I have to snooze it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I have to wake up before I before the time I'm guessing the baby's gonna wake up to like say prayers and mm-hmm. read scriptures and that yep. type of stuff. But Anna, yeah. same question. Uh, I would say that. I found that I have very high expectations of myself (laughs) and of Logan and (laughs) of like what I expect motherhood to be and what I expect like companionship to be. And sometimes I crush those expectations (laughs) And then, get then really, I get really, really upset either with myself or with Logan. So when you say crush, you mean like you like don't meet? Yeah, I, I, you're saying like, yeah I hit him out the park. Oh, Usually no, no, when no, I hear no. like I crush that expectation, I think like oh I was just like rocking I nailed it. it. Like <laughs> crushes my hopes kind oh, okay. of. Gotcha. <laughs> like I have way too high of expectations. I shoot for the moon <laughs> and I never reach the moon. So <laughs> <laughs> it always makes me really disappointed and mm-hmm. so i've realized that and recognized it and it's been a very gradual process but i'm happy to say that i'm working on it mm-hmm. and i don't set as high of expectations no offense but <laughs> it makes me feel happier and less disappointed so that's good mm-hmm. yeah, i think it takes a lot to learn one thing I wanted to say, though, is we do a really good job now of of setting expectations together. Mm-hmm. Because whenever we do them on our, on our own, usually, usually they're way off the mark. Like yeah. what's actually possible when we push ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or appropriate to expect. Yeah. 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 Like whenever we set expectations of when we're going to set the, or just whatever in parenthood. Um, or even in our marriage or whatever, whenever we do it together and we are on the same page, then we don't have meltdowns on either one of our sides mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've had them too. I'm not the macho man that's going to say I've never had a meltdown because <laughs> I didn't hit my goals. Or I'm, Life is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- those types of, of times happen. But when we are together and unified in that, then it's better than when like we don't talk about it mm-hmm. and yeah. we're trying to go at it on our own but that's a good point i feel like i am a lot like you anna and i like have all these way too ambitious like <laughs> plans and goals and expectations on myself and so when i do talk to andrew about them he doesn't like crush my hopes saying like oh you can't do that or like that's impossible but he helps me to like bring it back to reality and so then my expectations are lowered in a good way mm-hmm. um and so then i'm not as like what disappointed is what and is frustrated remember the episode of the office when andy's like pretending to be a janitor and oh yeah yeah what does he tell cal does he say what does he tell aaron does he say calibrate is that what he's saying something like that yeah mm-hmm. no she says calibrate 
Is that what he's, she's she saying? She says it to she him. She says it to yeah, him. She's, yeah, when he's like going too far. Like he's like going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am, if that's wrong, I'm so sorry. But, but I think I'm it is I'm pretty Calibre. sure that's right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Basically, what that means is like, yeah. okay, like reassess, like take a step back. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's helped me a lot too with that. Where do you think your expectations of motherhood came from? Oh, that's a good question. Um, just from probably like my mom, because she was a pretty rock star mom, <laughs> and she probably had huge expectations for herself and like never let it show. But um, she like was pretty much Mary Poppins, practically perfect <laughs> in every way. <laughs> and so my expectation was that for myself that. Mm-hmm. so not to hit that was like oh well but it's funny because you go and talk to her now and she's like i didn't i had so many issues like mm-hmm. she would talk like how she how she, in her opinion she failed in several ways but then you look at her through her children's eyes and she was like yeah. mary Poppins. well it's interesting yeah. because that you say that your mother was like a, a great, awesome, solid mom. I'm sure she was solid. We think she was like basically Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. But uh, even though Mary Poppins left after like a couple days. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> maybe we're not, not going to no, picture that. Practically perfect Your memories of your mother don't start right when you were born. Mm-hmm. Like your Good memories, thing. like your memories. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, for Emily not- <laughs> really doesn't want to remember her mother. No, <laughs> I mean, I meant for my own kids. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. thing they don't. Uh, okay. Because your memory starts of your of your parents mm-hmm. when you're a bit older. I mean, most of us have memories starting mm-hmm. maybe three to five yeah. vivid ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and even then, it's through like a very skewed lens, and so not really mm-hmm. until later in life that you start picking up on your parents flaws mm-hmm. and on their weaknesses mm-hmm. so uh by the time you remember your mother she already has at least you know five years of experience of mothering mm-hmm. and so to expect yourself like brand new like baby just popping out to like be like <laughs> a like five year experience mother mode is that's a really good point it's like super mm-hmm. not realistic mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a super good point mm-hmm Oh, and also, like, my sister and just all the motherhood figures in my life, Mm -hmm. just seeing them. But I don't see them when they have moments like I do. (laughs) So (laughs) I have to recognize that, and I've been able to recognize that now. Mm -hmm. So it's been very helpful. So any other questions about personal progression? We only Um, asked really one. Yeah, no. I mean, no, yeah. Yeah. We Just so you know, we always kind of... Uh, wrestle not with not like with each other like we're angry but we <laughs> wrestle trying to figure out how much depth to dive in and how much kind of breadth to focus right. on mm-hmm. so I think this time we felt good about focusing on the breadth right mm-hmm. yeah so if you want us to focus in more on like on one separate of these, episodes like one of these questions in a different episode yeah, we can do that we would love to do that with Logan and Anna or with with other people mm-hmm. or just us yeah, or just us. So next, your relationship with each other. Which you kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah. But well, let's dive into that a little bit more. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Pausing, backing wait. up. Let's go back to individual. Individual. Because okay. we, you kind of everything shared, I said. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of shared like something that you were struggling with that you're overcoming. 
Um, but what is one thing, like one good thing that you were surprised about? If that um, makes sense. Individually, not like, about the other. That yeah. you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think I was going to be good at this or something. Um, I think like personal strength that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been struggling with postpartum anxiety and depression and it's been really hard really hard um but I've been able to um overcome it like push through it and I've seen strength in myself that I didn't think I had or thought I ever would have so Mm -hmm. it's been eye-opening and and humbling to me that's great I'm gonna cry Oh, no. crap. Well, first I feel super sorry you have to deal with that. I know it's yeah. it is a it's okay. it is a burden that so many of our sisters have to deal with as they bring children into the world. And I know Heavenly mm-hmm. Father is super grateful that we have women in the world who are willing to bear those burdens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting from the out, outside perspective because I I've known uh, through Logan that you've been struggling with those things a little bit. But Emily and I have also remarked on how you've opened up more and you seem like you have more confidence and you're talking more mm-hmm. um, like in in our in public or in groups. Um, and so it's interesting that while you're struggling with that, it's also a conduit to kind of help you open up and gain more confidence. Mm-hmm. Well, things I've learned um, through struggling and feeling a lot of growing pains, so to speak, you can't um, progress without those growing pains. So I wouldn't have gotten to the point where I am now if I hadn't had to go through that. So mm-hmm. okay. I just want to add without going into like all the, all the different details, um, I have watched you go through when it first hit you and then when now it's just how you've grown and how you've trusted in those in our savior and even at times when you didn't know for fact that he was that he was there listening and that he was the only one who could get you through there were several times where i would just tell her look the savior's the i don't know what you're going through i can't know that because i i can't go through that but the Savior does, and he's there. And it was, when, when that became the reality and not everything else that was going on, when that was the thing that we focused on together, that we would pray for, that we could realize that that was our foundation, that's when the, the real progression in not just Anna's uh, struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety, but in our relationship that's when goals started to be hit um that's when we started feeling like we were doing well as parents coincidentally that's when he started to develop a little bit more Mm -hmm. um and that's just what i just without going into too much detail i just wanted to give so much credit to my wife because she has gone through that there were tears shed there were moments of not knowing what was going to happen next but there was just faith and there is foundation like Helaman five twelve being founded upon the rock of our redeemer. Um, that is what she did, and that's how you can progress. And so, if anybody's going through that, 
focus on your Savior and building your foundation on the Savior. And you don't need to focus on anything else at the time except for knowing that he's the only one that can get you through that. And you will get through it. The light will come at the end of the tunnel, even when you don't think it's going to. And so that's what I wanted to add. So before we get to Logan's answer to Emily's question, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to point something out to our listeners. Uh, sometimes it's hard to realize or how, hard to gauge how uh, how good we are doing at creating an outpost of heaven in our own lives. Uh, I think one great example or one great easy litmus test uh, is looking at whether or not your thoughts or conversations or the way you treat life is reflects something that Logan was just doing. Uh, the I don't want to say casual, but the yeah, I'm gonna say casual, like the casual bringing up of Christ in everyday situations, like thinking mm-hmm. of Christ mm-hmm. and referring back to Christ. Uh, Maybe you mean like natural. Yeah, natural, where like you find yourself bringing up Christ or thinking of Christ in the situation. Um, if you find yourself doing that. That is a pretty good indication that you are on the right path. Not that you can stop, but uh, that is where we all need to be. Where, uh, in my mind, when I think of the commandment from Christ that we need to be praying always, that's one thing that it means. It means that we are constantly having our thoughts turned towards Christ. So, that little tidbit now. Emily, can you repeat your question for Logan? Yes. Is there anything that surprised you in a good way about yourself? After these past months, um, I know you may it might have been surprising that you made a cute baby. I know you <laughs> very you cute probably baby. weren't expecting so that. Cute. And the, the the scary thing is, is he looks exactly like me. I mean, mm-hmm. I see a lot of his mother in him, but everyone that I talk that talks and sees mm-hmm. him is like he's your twin. <laughs> um, I. I grew up not having to really focus on very much. Like, I mean, yeah, you had school, you have sports and stuff, but you can, if something's going on, you can honestly just, like, go home and pull back from everything and -hmm. and not have to focus. Um, With a child, it's (laughs) 24-7. And so you have to focus. Um, And I... I, at the when he was first born, I found myself struggling to focus on work and flying and school and <laughs> dieting and all these different things that I I wasn't I was overrunning myself like I had way too much going on. Right. I was overloaded is the word I was going for. Overexerting. Um, yeah, overexerting. Um, but he, but now, um, as Anna was going through all that stuff, I found myself realizing that I wasn't in every situation. Like, I was there, and even if I was paying attention, but I would find myself, like, like five present. minutes later, I wouldn't remember exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was forgetting a lot. I wasn't writing things down in my journal. Um, like, it was... So I was forgetting everything. Mm-hmm. And now I am doing better as he has gotten a little bit older the past couple of months at being in a situation and not just being there, okay. um, like being in the Present. moment. Um, cause he could be, I was finding myself like he would start crawling or something and that, like for the first time. And I was more interested in 
my schooling or something that I was working on. And I wasn't just taking the time. Yes, to, like, like yeah, schooling is important, mm-hmm. but he's crawling for the first time. Like that needs to be something that I want to be there for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm finding myself with all the different things that I have to do, um, being, being able to be more rooted in where I'm at and be in the situation, be in the moment, not just be present. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a win. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's awesome. It's definitely a win that you've been able to like recognize it and strengthen it. Yeah. So. Still a struggle sometimes. I'm pretty well, sure it might be a little ADD, but <laughs> okay. we're good. Okay, hon. Mm-hmm. Do you want to move on to the next, next, uh, not top or yeah. subtopic? Yeah. Okay. So the next one for all of our reminders is our relationship with each other. Yeah. So not, yeah, your relationship with each other. I was like, yeah, like, our relationship. Andrew and Logan's relationship changed. <laughs> no. So your relationship. So let's talk specifically about expectations. That's all right. So okay. your expectations of your responsibilities, of like your shared responsibilities, of your spouse's responsibilities. Go. In my learning of <laughs> what I was expecting of parent of fatherhood and being a husband as well, while being a father, um, that I've all I've learned that I knew nothing about what was <laughs> going to come. Like I had good examples in my life of good fathers and good father figures and good husbands. Um, I just didn't know what to expect with myself. I could always see other people, um, and so I would try to compare myself like to uh, how other people were doing, mm-hmm. and that's never a really right. good idea. Because your do. fatherhood is inherently different from somebody else's Yeah, fatherhood. I mean, I'm a completely different person than all the fathers well, I know in my life. Usually you compare your greatest weakness to somebody's greatest strength. Yeah. So, I would say that's that's, that's definitely true. Unless you're um, being prideful. Are you talking about like... <laughs> and then you're like, man, that person or, sucks. Either or. Yeah. Either way, it's a thief of, of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, comparison's just a... It's not a good game. Um, did you want to know like, specific expectations? As specific as you're willing to be. Um, I would say that my expectations, my natural expectations, were probably what some would consider a little sexist. Oh, really? <laughs> like, not not like I expected her to be at home cooking for me every night, and I was going to come home and take my shoes off and watch TV, like that type of stuff. Um, but when the crap hits the fan... That's such a nasty experience. Like, sorry. I think maybe, Every time I hear that, I'm like, ooh. I think we should maybe reenact this at some point. Crap hitting the fan. Yep. Just to see, give someone a visual of what no, that looks like. No, I see it. I see it. <laughs> Anyways, when the crap hits the fan. When, at like 3 o'clock in the morning, baby's crying, crap starts flying towards the spinning fan on the ceiling. You expected me to be I expected up the whole her night with to do baby. a lot more. And that is not what I expected of you. <laughs> and so, I have so repented we, of my sins. <laughs> I have learned. We've had a few mishaps in the late hours of the evening. I can't tell you how many times I have said 
stupid things. Well, he's kind of a bear when he's woken up. Mm-hmm. And when I had was at my wit's end and waking him up like at the very last last resort cuz I know how he reacts when he's woken up. Well, and to, and usually to when... receive that like for him to talk to me the way he does sometimes in <laughs> in the night hurts there's, my feelings. Seven, I get so, like, it's probably happened five or six times where she'll So and when wake I get angry if, at if, him if Anna's father is listening, <laughs> Logan is doing better, you don't have to shoot him. <laughs> Let's, let us be clear well, on and, that. Well it's just it's just hard getting up in the night, losing sleep. Mm-hmm. It's a sacrifice mm-hmm. as a parent. And so getting used to that, like on both ends, is hard. So when my feelings would get hurt and I would get angry at him, I would cry. Because, (laughs) like, tears of anger, not Mm -hmm. tears of sadness, but tears of anger because I was so frustrated. I hope this is a comfort to other people knowing that Logan and Anna are both very Christian, very believing people. And they are dealing with these struggles. So if you find yourself dealing with these struggles, it doesn't mean you're a bad follower of Christ in any way, shape, or form. Okay, back to your story. I mean, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you you first. Well, I was just going to say that it's also important to realize, and I'm not trying to defend how I acted, like Mm -hmm. how I react at 2 o'clock in the morning when (laughs) she gives me the baby and he claws my face and that's how I'm waking up. He is a face grabber. He's a a grabber. Yeah. He always has been since the time he was born. Since he was born. It's like face or jugular from the two. There's something that is really important to realize. Okay, so I'm in flight school and I have to be awake and alert or I can't, or I don't fly. Like, it's just a personal, there's FAA regulations, there's Utah State regulations, and then there's personal regulations. And my personal regulations, if, if I'm not awake, I'm not going to get into an airplane. Mm-hmm. And I'm especially not going to do it when I'm doing solos. And at the time, I was doing a lot of cross-country solos, and they were, most of them were really early in the morning. And so I had to sleep, or they were really late at night, because I was trying to get night hours. And so I was really awake for and uh, like all night and then I'd come home and then she would she was dealing with the baby and so there were two conflicting things both were good I mean she was doing motherhood I was doing something to progress in my career and in school so I could provide for the family um and so that I mean they, this, they this had two when, good things collide yeah, yeah, and then when, like, something Christianity bad. becomes difficult right it's when you yes. have two good principles or two even best principles that are conflicting yeah and so you have two good things and that's where satan really can work his magic he can go in there and to just rip like, up all my good thing is more important than their good thing exactly <laughs> like yeah. i'm i'm exhausted because i'm trying to fly in the morning or trying to do something so i'm really and i'm nervous or i'm i'm worried about something that i'm learning and then i get a baby clawing me in the face at three o'clock in the morning and she's like crying and then i'm upset at him because i don't feel like he cares about me yeah like (laughs) you don't see me yeah (laughs) and like it just we both would get into i can't tell you how many times where actually actually i can't like five or six times we didn't see the other side where well that's happened a lot more where i was (laughs) it's it's very difficult to see the other side at four in the morning and i didn't see where he was 
It's happened like five or six yeah. times where she'll hand me the baby and I'll wake up after I sit and I'll be like, well, why can't you just take him or something? And then she just, just like, I'm not dealing with this and just walks out mm-hmm. and just lays, sits on the couch for like 30 minutes <laughs> and then eventually comes back in. But the, we were talking about it today. We are two different types of people with differing opinions on things that love each other. Mm-hmm. You're going to have clashes. Mm-hmm. It's how you handle those clashes and how you handle those differing opinions because we better each other mm-hmm. in every way. Now, I bring mm-hmm. her down a lot more than she brings me down. <laughs> and she brings me up a lot more than I bring her up. <laughs> but she, we, we, have, we first decided when we got married, yes, we're going to argue. That's, that's evident. And we're, like we said, we're two differing people with differing opinions. But after the crap hits the fan, how are we dealing with that? Probably with a broom. Probably (laughs) with a broom and some Lysol and Febreze. But (laughs) you have to, it's a pretty good uh, metaphor for what actually happens. You have to go, you have to basically just sit down, talk to each other, talk even if sometimes even if you don't think you're wrong just apologize mm-hmm. because it's not worth it because otherwise you feel resentment and then it doesn't go away and it just builds up mm-hmm. until you you just have to if it's something that needs to be discussed because it's it's something that is actually an ongoing issue mm-hmm. then you need to discuss that but if it's not worth it like if you're just arguing over menial things then just Apologize. apologize and move on compromise because there's bigger things that you have to deal with yeah, yeah. type of deal what do you think about our journey with this aspect hun with which part specifically we talked a lot about like expectations for baby care in the middle of the night <laughs> okay <laughs> i expected well honestly because i knew i was going to be breastfeeding like i really didn't expect you to be up with me mm-hmm um, I really did just kind of expect you to do it all myself, even though I still gave you daggers in the nighttime yeah. with my eyes. <laughs> but I really, like, I really expected... Which, again, I think it's one of those sins that are completely absolved by the atonement of Christ. <laughs> I might, I might be, well, my be expect- being a heretic there, but that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. My expectation was for him to at least wake up, pat my yes. back, and yeah. then go back to like, sleep. Like, and acknowledge, acknowledge that I'm and awake. And when he would never do that, that was when I would get <laughs> yeah, I can angry and resentful, <laughs> yeah. I guess. So, acknowledgement. So, course. yeah, I think, like, I expected to be up, to be the one up taking care of the baby in the night. But I also, yes, expected you to acknowledge that, maybe, or mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, which which I you did well with, I thought. Yeah, I and then also, like... Um, I didn't expect you to do this, but you did it willingly on your own anyways, but you were 90% of the time the one to go get the baby mm-hmm. and bring him to me. Yeah, I think maybe this wasn't maybe like <clears throat> our, uh, big issue. Yeah. I think our bigger issue was when like our, with our relationship with each other was not even our priorities, but our sense of urgency with certain baby related tasks. <laughs> yes, that was probably ours. Yeah. Like, so like like in my brain it's like okay, it's it's jammy time. Well, I'm so focused on that 
So it has to happen right now. Mm -hmm. And But Andrew is like, well, why does it have to happen right now? I don't see why it has to happen right mm. now. Why can't we take our time? Why... Why are you so anal about this? I when never in my say. Brain, <laughs> no, that is, say that is my voice in her head. Not the, <laughs> nothing I ever say ever no. sounds like no, that. No, it doesn't sound like that. That's the Google but, Translate version. Yeah. Um, but so then I, like what I don't vocalize all the time is like, okay, well, I have stuff to do that I can only do when they go to bed. So I need them to go to bed right now. And so... I like expect him to know and realize that, and a lot of the times you do, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I don't feel that, and so that's been like one of the conflicts yeah. for us. Emily's not very subtle. No. When she's feeling, <laughs> she's you not, can see she's the not vocal. <laughs> so Emily's never like a vocal person when it comes to this stuff, but she's not subtle when it comes to expressing yeah. these feelings. Like, like her. The more tense she gets emotionally, the more like robotic like her, move, her movements are. It's like her spine, like all the vertebrae in her spine, like line up perfectly and they lock. And then like, and like nothing can and my move. My arms are like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everything's moving at that, ninety but... degree angles. Hurry up, get it's this like, done. It's like a little jerky too. Like, yeah, not jerky isn't like me, but jerky is like, it's like everything's catching and. Yeah, like anyway. robotic. Yeah, very yeah. robotic. Um, I just need to calm the freak and, down. <laughs> or things like, honestly, especially with our second kid, like if a kid pees in the diaper, I don't feel any urgency to change it right away. Or pooping, because I've been pooped on when I was like, oh, they pooped the diaper, and Emily says, you should change him. And I'm like, I don't think I need to change him right now. He's going to poop again in like two seconds, so I'm just going to wait out, wait this out. Let it clear. Let them evacuate. Evacuate all the valves. And see, I think that is like I don't want to do that. So let's just wait, and then we'll and forget then, about it, and then I change it. But that is how like, I feel. Well, honey, <laughs> like this is not something we do. With. Like I feel like we're pretty equal on the. No, yeah, but on the diaper changing. Yeah. But front. this is what's going on in my brain, babe. Yeah. It's but all you, perspective. But like we've talked about this, and like on the diaper changing front, yeah. like we You're are really good about that like, too. Pretty equal we're on pretty that equal. one. Yeah. Um, but the urgency thing. I'll say pretty I, united. Am, Not always equal because we don't count or anything right, like that. But I feel like no. we're pretty united on that. Yeah. And so uh, I'm but much more... for the more, urgency thing. Yeah, I'm much more willing to kind of like let it play out or like with if they poop in their diaper. I'm like, you know what? I've been down this road before. I've changed a poopy diaper immediately after they've pooped. And I've been pooped on. So you know what? We're just going to wait a second. It's going to be fine. Like... We have wipes for a reason. I'll even use next drive if I need to, like, to wipe it off. Uh, or, like, pee diapers. Like, they pee. They're probably going to pee again in, like, two seconds. I'm just going to wait. It's fine. And I am thinking, well, I wouldn't want to sit in that diaper for more than, like, I have to. So I'm going to change it right yeah. now. When she says that to me, I'm like, it's a good thing they're not going to remember any of this. <laughs> Anyways, so that's kind of the things that we, we were going, we've been going through or have yeah. gone through. Like sense of urgency, not necessarily yeah. priority switches. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else about relationship? How, how have you seen your love for each other deepen? Let's get Anna's perspective first because Logan mm -hmm. talks too much. <laughs> I did the same thing. That's totally fine. It's okay. Um, well, just in the small moments that either Logan... Small, short... Rare moments. Well, just not like the. the <laughs> not like, denying it. Not like the bigger moments of like, um, I don't know what. 
I don't even know. But they just don't like exist. <laughs> <laughs> in the like quiet moments, like quiet versus loud moments mm-hmm. of the day. So in like the quiet moments where Logan will go in to check on the baby during his nap time or when he lets him fall asleep on his chest or he'll snuggle up to him. I just, I feel a a very overwhelming sense of gratitude and love that Mm -hmm. I've, uh, sorry, I'm crying, but I'm an emotional (laughs) mom. So my mom isn't. (laughs) I just have so much more love for you than I've had in the past, so. All it took was a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, My turn, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Um, Anna has always amazed me. Um, And no one else in the family really saw all the sides of Anna that I had seen just with her personality and everything because she was kind of closed off. But she opened up to me really fast whenever we started dating, you know, for that I two weeks. I hope so. He married her. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like this quiet person, doesn't say anything. You're like, I think I'm going to marry. <laughs> well, it was funny because, like, whenever we were driving or something, um, we love the office. And so she quite frequently is a that's what she said type person. <laughs> that's really. <laughs> and has been for a long time. And whenever we'd go to, like, family gatherings or even hang out with some of her friends, even people that she knew for a while, it was just, like, she was really shy. She didn't want to talk. Having a baby (laughs) has just brought that out of her. Um, And I've Why do you think that is? Let's pause. I don't know. Probably because in the hospital, you're all out there for the world to see. So <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Should be a slogan for mom, like for like motherhood. Hashtag who cares? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I had. I guess I had like. I get embarrassed easily. Mm-hmm. And I always did, so I never wanted to, like, say something or do something stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't like to feel embarrassed, so I just never really did. And then now that the most embarrassing thing is... Everyone saw the Everyone, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's one of the most embarrassing things... You could do, <laughs> kind of, really. So I, now that that's over with, nothing's embarrassing anymore, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, like, there's like something to say about like being a parent is so hard, and like you're not sleeping that much, and mm-hmm. you're like having to learn and change and grow so fast that, like, at least for me, I felt this way, and I don't know if everyone else felt this way, but I felt like I don't have enough energy to care what people think. Yeah. So yeah. like mm-hmm. like all these people whose opinions I used to really care about, like especially One, in the early phases, you like, care like too I don't much. care. Mm-hmm. You recognize you care way too much about what people's perceptions of you are, mm-hmm. so you learn to only care what you and what the Lord thinks of you. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody got time to worry about what people think of your hair. 
<laughs> we got time for that. I'm talking about for me. Yeah, I, mean, I shaved my head several times. <laughs> <laughs> and let me speak on behalf of all people. Maybe don't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fun time. But getting back to why I love my wife. Unless you want to grow your beard out while you're bald. That might be okay. I don't know. My wife um, is an amazing progressor. That's what I'll call it. Um, she's, a, she's very good <laughs> I at just, progressing. When you said that, I was thinking of like... Flow from the progressive. progressive. <laughs> 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 we're like walking around with a little like scanning gun. <laughs> but <laughs> um, she is very good at progressing. She was talking about it earlier how she always shoots for the moon. Well, she, in her opinion, she like doesn't even get off the ground, but most of the time she's at least in orbit of Earth. Like she's, she's up there. Um, and that's why most of the conversations whenever she'd have a breakdown or when I have a breakdown is like, are you kidding? You, do you realize the things that you've done? Most of the time it's like, okay, what are five good things that you did today? Because you're worried about this one bad thing, but name five good things. Because mm-hmm. I, I, you can always pick some. Is the baby still alive? Like, did he eat? <laughs> Has he had a bath like in the past week? Like, we, there's so many things that she's amazing at. And a couple months ago, she set her mind that um, we, we don't know when we're going to have another baby. But the last pregnancy, she didn't work out a lot before. She didn't really need to. She's in great shape. But she now has decided that during this pregnancy, she wants to work out. I'm not, not pregnant, like, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's not pregnant. <laughs> the next pregnancy. Yeah, during the next pregnancy... Not that she needs it to look good, but she wants it for her mental health Mm -hmm. to be able to work out. And if you're not working out before, you can't work out during. And so she made it a point that she was going to take, we we talked about it together, that I was going to give her, what did we say, it was like five hours a week. And usually it was broken up to like five days where she could have like an hour to work out or do something. Mm -hmm. Um and at first it was really hard because she wasn't used to working out a lot. She got sore. She had like muscles, uh, like ligament pain and stuff like that. But she fought through it, and now she works out all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, Thanks. she does amazing things. And it's just that's one of many examples. But then you you go into how she cares about our son, and how she cares about me, and how she has not just care enough to do those things, but to be so attentive to the details that she puts into what she's doing. It's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. I look at her and I'm like, how on earth did you marry me? (laughs) Because I'm a mess (laughs) when it comes to a lot of stuff like that. But that's why I love my wife. It's just, she is so amazing at progressing and she's very organized and she shoots for the moon. And because she aims so high, She's usually out in in orbit at least, if not like super close to the moon, and so and now she's getting better at recognizing how what she's doing. And once you, you leave Earth's orbit, if you are going towards the moon, you'll get there. You'll keep going, yeah, because you can't slow down. <laughs> Hopefully, you're so, on the right path. So you're just good. once you get out of Earth's gravitational well, you're good. You're going to the moon. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well.
What a great conversation so far. I love Anna and Logan. They're so fun. And it's probably our best conversations we, that we have are actually on the podcast. Yeah, seriously. I feel like all of our personalities personalities just come out even more. Yeah. Although Logan and I do have really good FaceTime calls a lot. No, oh, yeah, you do. And so, They're always fun to listen to. Yeah. Sorry, Logan. I listen and I eavesdrop yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we were and are now. Um, <laughs> we ended up recording for another 30 minutes or so. You guys, we do this all the time. We just love talking with our friends and our family. And so we just go over and that's totally fine because it's just such great content that we're like, Hey, why not make it too? And it's, we know that if it was us going over this long on one topic, it'd be too much. But with guests, it's usually pretty fun. You guys don't want to hear from us for 90 minutes. Nope. Maybe for Emily, not for me. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So join us back next week for episode two of this discussion or of this conversation. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So in the next episode, we kind of focused in on more of how their relationship and our relationships with God have changed through being a parent. Yeah. So it was a super great super conversation. Good. You're going to love Very it. Very spiritual. Very touchy. Lots of feels. Mm-hmm. So many feels. Okay. So kind of on the long, along the lines of what we talked about last week of how we want to do shout outs for small businesses. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite artists or art groups, artistic groups. Bands. Bands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One of our favorite bands. Oh, man. Uh, coincidentally, we had... Uh, it's Michael Barrow and the Tourists. We've had them on, and they they do the pit pit The song that we chose for our podcast is by them. Yeah, and they are great. So we will put the link in the show notes to the episode that Michael came on for. Um, so one of the terrible things that has happened because of quarantine, because of the stay at home order and whatnot, is bands like Michael Barrow and the Tourists lost. Tons of money. So they were getting ready to be able to finish their new album. They had a bunch of, to- they had a tour lined up and a bunch of uh, gigs sold um, or tickets sold to gigs and that kind of stuff. And it all fell through. So. And they lost a ton of money. Yes. But they started a Kickstarter and we will put the link in the show notes because they're a great band to support and they need your help. They need our help to create this new album. And to get back on yeah. track. And go listen to the episode with Michael. We love Michael Barrow and the Taurus because they make really high quality music. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good. It doesn't sound dinky at all or like garage no, bandy. This, this is a really great band. They're a great band. But they They're make... They're going to be big and famous. They make great quality or like really meaningful music. And they put a lot of heart and soul into all their, in all their lyrics. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of meaning and a lot of... Christ-centered messages that they send out. Even though they're not like a, a worship band, there's a lot of Christ-centered messages that they, yeah. they share. So go we get, love them. Go help them on their Kickstarter. We them are out. gonna go help them right now. Yep. And we know that we would love that if you help them and they would love your help. So love you guys. Keep the faith. Peace out. Peace out.